I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 30 of The Independent Agent. I'm Jordan Goodman. My brother in a red shirt is Justin Goodman. What does your shirt say? It says, I just hope both teams had fun. Yes. That's all he hopes for, is that both teams had fun. If you are watching this via YouTube or Vimeo or our website, independentagentpodcast.com, whatever you're watching this on, you will see a brand new setup. We... Got this handy dandy. What would you call that? A sign. A sign, but it's like metal. It's made out of metal. It says the independent agent established 2019. It was 2019 when we started. Yeah, I guess. It was. Yeah, gosh, long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, cold drinks, great advice, and good times. I hope that we are fulfilling all three of those needs for you guys. Who had the? Did Olivia have that made for us? You really just questioned that. Well, we never got, it came yes. anonymously. Yes, of so, course she made it for yeah, us. Yeah, I was, you know, Olivia Schmidt of the You Don't Know Schmidt podcast, uh, as well as a fantastic, fantastic uh, member of the Total CSR team, had it sent for us. So, on to beverages. So, if you guys recall, Justin had finally started to like beverages that were a little bit sour, right? And, and, I, and I think... I point this to the fact that he does have that love for apple heads. Yes. So today I've tried to continue. So it was, you had the whiskey sour and then the uh, Tom Collins, right? Those are the two yeah. that you liked. So what I'm doing this time is we're going to try something that's probably going to be terrible, but I wonder if you're going to love it. We're, we're doing, we're doing, it should make it awesome. We're doing a, a, a Mike's. Hard cider, actually, it's a Mike's harder cider, uh, and it's green apple flavored. So, if uh, if you're watching, this is what we're looking at. This bad boy it says warning contains alcohol, so that's good, and it has eight percent alcohol by volume. So we will see if this can compete with your ultra. All right, it's eight percent ABV. It looks like. Wow. Do you guys remember Ecto Cooler? Like that that's what it looks like, you know. <laughs> All right. Oh man, that smells like garbage. Oh, it smells like a, it smells it smells it like smells a, like an apple head. It's amazing. <laughs> Actually a Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher, yeah. yeah like, oh my I can't even oh god. I can't even It tastes like a Jolly Rancher. I haven't even tasted it yet because the smell is so abhorrent. I mean, I, I can't really You're drinking a Jolly Rancher. You're drinking a Jolly Rancher. And actually, the problem is it's not sour. It's just sweet. Yeah. Know? But I think people would like it. Like, uh, 
at a fraternity house or something like that. It tastes like it's full of fake stuff. The problem is, you know, there's so much sugar in that thing. Right. Fermented from grains that contain gluten. Ooh, sorry, Justin, it has gluten. Yeah, well. Uh, I don't know. I guess they probably don't put what's in these things, right? Cause it's no. not food, yeah. Right. They just say it contains alcohol. It does, and a lot of sugar. And FD&C yellow number five. All right. Food dies, baby. Food. All right. First question coming up at you. Due to COVID-19, a lot of the events where we would normally meet new prospects have been canceled. How do we generate business opportunities when our traditional way of going about this is no longer an option? Should I should I give away a secret? You could. Yeah. Are you okay with that? I am. Start a podcast and invite people onto your podcast. <laughs> So what we're doing, not what we're doing necessarily here, uh, but our our team, a couple of the guys in our office, so we focus on construction, and what they've done is, and you'd be surprised, a lot of the people are still willing to come meet in person, and especially, I mean, in a podcast, you can make sure that you are social distancing, but... They've started a podcast uh, bringing in different contractors, and it's a fantastic way of prospecting. They're bringing in people that would not otherwise come into the office, but now they are, uh, and they're podcasting in this very room where we're doing it. So I don't take any credit for that idea. That was my brother's. Who was right? I just hope both teams are having fun, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go further into the podcast concept. Okay. Because one of the things you find, especially with uh, LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, you have tools at your disposal to where you're set in a meeting. And you're not, just so you know, these po- the podcasts that our, our producers have set up is not focused on insurance in any way, shape, right. or form. We are talking about things that are relevant to our industry in the construction space, and we never talk about insurance. But what we are doing is developing relationships and leveraging the podcast as really the medium for for developing those relationships. And it's been very effective. And really the biggest challenge has been creating enough time for our producers to actually have people in and film and shoot that. And I will be shocked if each of them hasn't shot 144 episodes this next 12-month window. So it's been... 144 episodes? Yes. You have no idea what the pipeline looks like. It's bananas. How many are they recording a week? They're now going to be up to probably eight a week. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they're <laughs> cranking. And and so if you can put that into perspective, these are all people that are of the revenue size that we want for our agency. So they have north of 50 employees. So it's substantial premium dollars if we eventually converted them. So you don't need all of these people to convert. And even if they don't convert year one, you have year two. So it's it's a very easy way to generate conversation, generate relationships that you can then follow up with, you know, meeting when we can have go back in restaurants and whatnot and have conversations. And and guys, I'll tell you when Justin first threw out the idea, I tried to poo-poo it pretty quickly and I was wrong. It, it's it's had a tremendous amount of success. So it does take some effort. Find uh, on Fiverr, you can find some people that really go through and clean up all the audio, put it together, publish it for you. You can do it pretty inexpensively. And again, you are bringing owners or operators of businesses into your own office. Uh, I guess it probably doesn't work in personal lines. Maybe you can do some high net. I don't know what would make it worth it in that. But in commercial lines, at least so far with us, it's 
uh, it's had a lot of success. So kudos to the guy who just wants both teams to have fun. So I am right. And it helps if you have a simulator because after you record the podcast, you can then play nine holes with them. We do have a golf simulator in the office and a putting green. So you can even make it better. You make it like uh, an afternoon. You have them for lunch. You shoot the podcast and then you play nine holes. So any producers who are unhappy at your work environment <laughs> and want to come work for us, kidding but not kidding, I mean, that's a pretty non-traditional way. I, I would say, though, that you can still do some of the traditional methods. People are still working. We're still getting responses in the traditional methodologies. And we are, I think, from a f- functional perspective of coming out of this thing for, for a normalized, not normal work environment, that's going to happen pretty soon. Uh, we're already seeing it. I mean, granted, in well, but even in New York, you saw that that Cuomo was at the beach, right? So mm-hmm. they're even opening things up in New York City right now, and they're and they're getting there. So you know, hopefully, this thing you know doesn't turn into something that that it it, it shouldn't. But my guess is that we're, we're kind of be most businesses that can come back, unless you're a restaurant and you've just been shellacked. Um, I think we'll see more normalization pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Pregunta dos. I currently work in an accounting department reconciling agency bill premiums. About half of our commercial accounts have at least one line of business currently billed from the agency. About 25% of that business is overdue month after month. These are significant dollars the agency is holding the bag on each month. Is there anything we should do to better manage the payment delinquency on this issue? Where's Linda? Well, one, you need a Linda. Yeah. Past that, I, I think it's about being aggressive. The The behaviors we accept, right? We, we tolerate these behaviors paying late, so they continue to do it. They pay their other vendors on time, or they pay some vendors before you. So you have to explain to them that nobody is going to want to pay them if there's no insurance in place. And so you can start with that that part of the discussion uh, by having honest conversations. Hey, you're late. It's been a pattern for X amount of months. This is unworkable for us. The other way of doing it, and we've had to deal with on the construction side, is those repeat offenders who we've asked nicely and asked nicely. We, as soon as we get that intent to cancel, we are firing off that cancellation notice to all those cert holders, which is all hitting them by email. All of a sudden, they're calling us and saying, why are you emailing everybody? And we remind them of our obligation to right. notify of uh, an intent to cancel. And that gets payment across really quickly. I, I just think you have to be diligent. And your your staff, it comes down to a training issue, whether it's accounting that's calling or your own staff saying, we've got to get paid. And you may want a cert. You may want something done. But if you're not paying us we can't do the job specifically on an agency bill item you know you have to go and collect that and and if you're not at the 25% most of the time you're getting the 25% minimum earned now but you know you've got you've got problems there as an agency if you're not collecting this revenue so uh, a lot of us are you know we we premium finance our own or we we have our own finance companies or we've got a deal in place with them. And the late fees alone don't make it worth financing uh, for your clients. So 
you've got to be proactive. You have to have an action plan in place and you have to train your staff to have the difficult conversations. Yeah. You can have the difficult conversations and when you start really pushing back and you start saying, Hey, in February, you paid late in March and April, this is really becoming a problem and throw it. If, if the account manager is doing it, have them throw it. Say, you know what, my my owner's giving me a lot of pressure that I really need to get this rectified. Otherwise, we're going to have to look for other avenues. And just just put it in, in their head that you're paying attention because they may not know the the person who has the relationship needs to communicate that. Hey, I know you're not paying your bills on time, right? People are embarrassed about not paying their bills on time. Generally speaking, some people really don't care, but just making them aware that you know, right? Hey. You're late again. You're late again. This is the seventh time in the past year that you've been late. And this is, you know, and straight up, this is super manipulative, but it's also honest. Be like, you know, we're, we're a small five person agency and we want to make sure that everyone's getting paid every month. And it's really tough that we, we, we've got, you're about, you know, 5% or 25% of our clients that don't pay on time. And that really affects, you know, the company cash flow and who can get paid. And we're a small step. I mean, I'd guilt them because most of the time, they're playing games with it because they know they can because they noticed that they, they got 30 days basically of a line of credit, right? Yeah. You know, so the other thing you can do, and I don't know the legality of this, so do not do this. Unless Should you, you even say it then? Probably not. I'll save it. I'll save it. Should I say it or no? Probably not. Okay, I won't say it. You need to enforce. That depends like I could write it down for yeah. you. Yeah. Email him privately. He'll say what the advice is. Jordan at TotalCSR.com. But, but you have to, to set a standard that you have to get paid. And your staff needs to know if you don't get paid as an agency, they won't ultimately have a job. And especially during this downturn where we've got, I mean, no one's called it yet this other than I, I think one news site, but this is the second Great Depression. And the, the job numbers match that, and the economic recovery is, is going to be, be rough for a lot of industries. And so this is the time where you should not be bashful about getting paid the dollars that are owed. You did the job, now you got to get paid for it. I agree. Those were two pretty quick questions. This is going to be a they, short episode. They are, but you know what I think everyone would find fun? If what? you down the rest of that green that, apple. I would probably vomit everywhere. It is so... It's like if you took like 30 or 40 green apple Jolly Ranchers and melted them down and liquefied it because it's even like thick like that, mm-hmm. you know, in viscosity, and then had to like pound it. it. I would throw up. It's almost like, and I know there's not vodka in there, but like you did, you melted down the Jolly Ranchers and you put in enough vodka so you could have some. It tastes flavor. like something crappy we do at the fraternity house for a party. The rum, rum, right? Yeah, right. The thing is like, oh, it'll be a girly drink. The girls will like it, right? <laughs> just, just er- terrible. It's terrible. Anything else you want to talk about? The last thing I would say is, if you have questions on generating new opportunities via podcast, we're happy to answer them. Walk you through what our team does. We'll even fill you in on on the actual podcast, so you can actually check it out and see what they do, how they do it, and our producers can answer your questions as well. So. You have those type of questions, reach out. <laughs> Producers, I, when, <laughs> when you said that, I thought 
like producers of the podcast. I was like, we don't have a producer for the podcast. We do. I'm the executive <laughs> producer. I am an executive producer. You are an executive producer. You did put money in it. I did put money. By way of Total CSR. Thank you for your sponsorship, Total CSR. I, I can give myself titles for investing. Oh, can you? Okay. Perfect. You're, you're just an associate producer. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Justin's just going to go have fun with his two teams, and I'm going to go find something real to drink. So with that, we bid thee farewell. Cheers. Cheers.